Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I know some of you are not at that place. It reminds me of the story of a man who worked in construction all his life. He was around heavy equipment and jackhammers and hammers on tin and sheet metal, and he lost his hearing. He went to a specialist who said, I've got a hearing aid just for you. And so the man was fitted for the hearing aid. He started using it. And he went to one of his best friends and said, guess what? I can hear everything. I can even hear a pin drop. And his friend said, how much did that hearing aid cost? He said, $7,500. His friend said, wow, what kind is it? And the man responded, "Uh, it's about $230. (laughs) And there's another story I heard about a church a country church way out in the sticks. Well, the pastor was wanting to build another building, and so they started a building fund. And he announced one Sunday morning that the next person who would pledge $1,000 to the building fund would be able to pick out the next three hymns. This woman stood up in the back and said, Pastor, I'll do it. And so the pastor said, thank you, dear lady. Which hymns would you like to pick? And she said, I'll pick him, and I'll pick him, and I'll pick him. (laughs) Well, I hope you're giggling a little bit by those two stories, because laughter is a good medicine for us. It's important for us to live the joy that Jesus intends for us to live. We've been talking about encounters with Jesus, and every person that Jesus encountered was different because of that connection. Jesus still today transforms lives. Now, why am I talking about joy today? Well, recently, a dear friend of mine who has a large leadership responsibility was sharing with me that his joy had been depleted. Let me quote, I'm normally a joyful and gregarious person, but I feel depleted on the inside. I want the joy of God again. I'm not happy with who I have become. I don't like myself. Now, in John chapter 15, we have some amazing words that Jesus spoke himself. Verse 5 and verse 11. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I've told you this so that my joy, notice that my joy may be in you and that joy may be complete. Jesus is the possessor of joy. He owns joy because he is joy. Think about that. We think about lots of things about who Jesus is and what he did, the miracles that he performs. But one of those miracles is he can put joy inside of our hearts. He says, my joy is not like anyone else's joy. 
Hebrews 1.9 reminds us that God has anointed the Lord Jesus with the oil of gladness. He is the Savior, but he's also the Savior with joy. The word gladness in Hebrews 1.9 in the original language means to leap or to jump for joy or to have spring in your step. It's so easy to become discouraged and to become negative and to be depressed. We're going to talk about depression next week. I've actually had people who filled out our online survey recently who said, would you talk about depression? And so today we're talking about joy. Next week we're going to talk about depression. Why? Because John 10.10 tells us the thief only comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come, this is Jesus talking, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This Lord of joy, anointed with gladness, comes to put joy inside of our hearts. But there's a lesson that I want to share with you. And if you're a note taker or if you downloaded your notes, you could write this down. There is a distinction between happiness and joyfulness. You see, happiness comes from the outside in, but joy comes from the inside out. Let me say it again. Happiness comes from the outside in, but joy comes from the inside out. That's why the writer James says these words to us in chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Consider it all joy, my brethren, all joy, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect, and there's that word again, complete, lacking nothing. See, Jesus says, I want to put my joy in you so that you can be complete or fulfilled. And in James, let us consider whatever we go through with joy, because there'll be a completeness inside of us. I mean, consider all that's going on right now in our lives, this season, the political ads, the news, the headlines. And you have to consider it all joy. If you don't, you could consider it, well, all negativity, or all discouragement, or all depression. Some time ago, before the, 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 the pandemic started, I was in a parking lot, and I saw a father, a young father, with two young children. Now, the grocery cart was filled with groceries. The kids were kind of positioned in there. One of them had an iPhone. One of them had some kind of small video game. And I made a comment like, well, they're going to be tomorrow's rocket scientists or computer programmers. And he looked at me and he said, it's the only way I can keep them quiet when we go shopping or go on long trips. Now, I didn't tell him what I was thinking after he made that comment. What I was thinking was, these young children were learning that happiness is from the outside in. And in order for them to be complacent or put up with shopping or long road trips, they had to be pacified with electronics. Now listen, parents, I'm not speaking against electronics. But we could raise a generation who is addicted to entertainment. And when the entertainment isn't to a certain level or a certain liking, there'll be no joy on the inside. You see, joy is an inside job that flows from within us. 
Author and pastor Max Lucado writes that you may have substituted courageous joy for contingent joy. Contingent joy is always dependent upon a circumstance. Contingent joy says, I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy if. I'll be happy when I get a new house or a new spouse. I'll be happy when I'm healed or when I'm home. Contingent joy depends upon the right circumstances. Since we can't control every circumstance, we will set ourselves up for discouragement. And by the time a person reaches old age, Lucato writes, he or she has ridden a roller coaster of hope and disappointment. They can become sour and fearful. Contingent joy turns us into wounded people, disappointed with what life has delivered to us. We're not stimulated. We're not entertained. Courageous joy, however, turns us into strong people. Courageous joy sets the hope of the heart on Jesus and Jesus alone. Since no one can take Jesus away from us, then no one can take away our joy. Think about it. Can death take away your joy? No, because Jesus is greater than death. Can failure take away your joy? No, because Jesus is greater than your sin. Can betrayal take away your joy? No, because Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. Can sickness take away your joy? No, because God has promised whether this side of heaven or the other side of heaven, we will be healed. Can disappointment take away your joy? No, because though your plan may not work out your way, God's plan always will. John 16 reminds us that no one can take away our joy. But have you noticed? Joy leaks out of us. Now, you've heard me say it before. I'm not the greatest artist in the world, but I'm going to draw right here And we're going to call this the container of our heart. And I'm going to title this joy. Now, there's lots of things in our lives, but I'm going to look at joy for just a moment. And under joy, of course, we have Jesus. He's the one anointed with gladness. He's the one that gives us joy that our joy would be complete. We have grace. We have mercy. We have hope, and we have his promises that are never going to be denied or will never fail. So when our life is filled with Jesus, his word, worship, positivity, joyful laughter, man, our joy is high. But when these things begin to wane, there's another container that begins to be created in our lives. And all of this joy starts flowing here and creating a level of what I'm going to call discontent. I'm not happy. And my joy is gone. And now what once was joy becomes sadness. And what happens over here is we get negative. Come on. We get discouraged. And we get depressed. 
And in it all, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So what happens over here is we get weak. And our prayers, well, they're not as faith-filled as they used to be. Our, our worship is not as buoyant as it used to be. We start to diminish our joy. Now, here's an important lesson for you. We have to keep our joy tank high. Because when somebody comes to a, 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 tell us a negative story, if we start going that direction, this is a slippery slope and it only goes downhill. So when our joy tank is high, we can buffer against the negativity and the discouragement and the depression. But when this is low and headline news comes and it's a discouraging word to us, we can diminish in our faith and in our joy before God. Now, I want to ask you a question, and this is a homework assignment for you. Using this analogy of a tank, when your joy is high, what causes it to become low? What causes your joy to leak out from your life? What causes your hope? To be diminished. We need to identify what those, and I'm going to use the word leakers, what those leakers are. Like when a, a tire has a leak in it, we've got to refill it with air. Otherwise, eventually the tire will go completely flat and cannot be used for its intended purpose. So what do you do when joy leaks out? I want to take you to Nehemiah 8.10. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. Huh. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord. Wherever you are, read it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. See, God wants to fill you up in order for you to live out your intended purpose. He wants to fill you with joy and with strength, not weakness. He wants to fill you up so you won't be discouraged or depressed. You cannot give away what you do not possess. You cannot impart what you do not possess. And if you're growing sour on the inside, you cannot give away joy. So the first thing, number one, I want you to see is this. We need to refill our lives with joy, and we need to do it often. Often. Remember Saul? We talked about him last week. He became Paul. His life was changed. Now, he was a, a spiritual terrorist. He wanted to make sure that the Christ followers were persecuted, tortured, and even killed. That was his M.O. But God changed him in such a way. And if you read words from the Apostle Paul, you'll read about joy and courage and about, well, Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. These are his words. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody within your heart, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Wow. Be filled. Now, many of you know that this phrase, be filled, is not a one and done. We are continually being filled with the Spirit. Paul is telling us, make sure <clears throat> that you spend time in the presence of the Holy Spirit, where he can fill your 
lives. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing filling of your life. Now, how many of you have negative talk on the inside? I'm going to raise my hand. Yeah. How many of you have negative talk on the inside? Where your self-talk is, is negative. Every time we, we, we gripe or complain, we deflate ourselves, we, we deflate ourselves rather, and the joy begins to leak out from us. Negative talk will do that. That's why Ephesians 5:20, he says, always giving thanks for all things. Now you may not be able to thank God for, for the pandemic, but you can thank God that He's with you in the midst of it. You can thank God that he's with you and your kids, even though they're at home right now or doing school on Zoom. You can thank God instead of complaining and moaning and growing. By the way, parents, teach your kids to be grateful. So when you moan and groan about all the situations and circumstances, those little ears, those little hearts like sponges are soaking all of that up. Be thankful for the teacher in front of your kids. Be thankful for technology in front of your kids. Be thankful for their homework they get to do. Yay, look at that great job. Affirm them. Why? Because if not, they'll start to learn how their hearts can leak out, and pretty soon they'll go down that slippery slope of negativity. In your marriage... How often do you say, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe he did that. And you start keeping score rather than saying, I can't believe they've stuck with me all these years and put up with me all these years. God, thank you for my spouse. When Debbie and I got married, our pastors talked to us. And he said, every morning you wake up, thank God for each other. And every night before you go to bed, give each other a big hug and a kiss and say to God, I thank you. He told me, say to God, I thank you for Debbie. And Debbie, every day, every night, give him a big kiss and say, I thank God for Bernie. Now, could you imagine doing that, especially those of you that may have drifted apart? in your relationship, well, you can make a a connection to whatever relationship. Parents, do this with your kids. Kids, do this with your parents. Can I encourage you, when you we talk about a self-speak or how we, we do you know, negative talk to ourselves, that you start sending your words in the direction you want them to go. Rather than saying, I can't do this, how about we start saying, I can overcome this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm a child of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Nothing will defeat me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. For I know the plans God has for me, plans for future and a hope and an expected end, that God wants it to go well with me and with my family, that God is for me that I'm going to overcome by the power of the cross, by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of my testimony. See, your spirit will begin to refill itself. Your, your, your tank, as it were, will start to raise the level of joy again as you start to speak differently to yourself. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, you think about the great song, Great is thy faithfulness, O God. Your mercies are new every morning. You steer 
You drive the inner conversation of your life. Refill your joy often with the Holy Spirit. And how about this daily prayer? Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Baptize me afresh so that I can be equipped for the purpose that you have for me today. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So how about this? Let's boycott whining. Let's boycott complaining. Let's protest against grumbling within ourselves. Oh, it's easy to say to other people, stop your grumbling. But how about you point the fingers at you and say, I'm done with whining. I'm done with complaining. You see, we need to build a bank account in the tank. Let me go back to the tank quickly. We need to build this up pretty high right here. A bank account of joy, of Jesus, of grace, of mercy, of hope, of promises, of the Word of God, using our devotions every day as we read God's Word and write down what He gives us. The bigger this tank is, the larger it becomes filled with joy. When difficulties come and discontentment tries to find its way, or when negativity raises its ugly head, we have built a large joy tank, and guess what? We can stand against the negativity of life. We can create such a strong joy tank in our lives that we can stand against negativity and whining and complaining. 1 Corinthians 10.10, the apostle Paul, remember Saul to Paul, is teaching the Corinthian church lessons from Israel. And in 1 Corinthians 10.10, he says, do not grumble as some of those Israelites did and were killed by the destroying angel. They grumbled rather than surrendered. They grumbled rather than serving the Lord deep with their hearts filled with joy. You probably have heard this phrase. What if I woke up tomorrow morning and the only thing I had left were things I thanked God for yesterday? How much would I have left? What if we wake up tomorrow And all we have are things we thank God for, we praise God for yesterday or today. We need to realize that God has called us to to his will. What's his will? To give thanks always, always. And number two, big number two is realize the transforming power of joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalm 51, verse 10 to 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit or your presence from me. And catch this line. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation, and sustain me or uphold me with your free spirit. You see, our spirits need restoring. But catch that phrase, restore unto me the joy of my salvation, my citizenship in heaven, my forgiveness by your grace and by your mercy. And then he goes on to say in Psalm 51 verse 13, then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. You remember God wants to fill us up. We saw that back in Nehemiah so that we can live out our purpose. We can be filled then to give our 
our fulfillment away. We give away our joy. We give away our peace. We give away blessing. And in Psalm 51, 13, we will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. See, there's power in joy because joy equips me to do what God has called me to do. Now, now listen carefully. The devil has no authority to steal your ministry or your assignment for God. The devil has no authority to steal that away. But he can cause you to lose your joy in service. Moms, dads, the devil can't steal away your right and authority to be a parent. But he can steal that joy away from you. Grandmas, grandpas, he can steal that joy away from you real easy. Married couples, oh, he can't sever your marriage, but he can take the joy out of your marriage. Deuteronomy 28 shows this very thing. In verse 47 and 48, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and a glad heart for the abundance of all things, therefore, you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you. God pushed them away from serving him. Listen, some people say, God just wants us to serve him. No, not according to this passage. God wants us to serve him from our hearts and our hearts to be filled with joy and gladness in our service. We don't grumble. The most beautiful thing about LFC is when we do church as a team and people come together and bring their gifts and their talents. It's amazing. I've seen it for many, many years. As people come together and there's joy inside of them in serving, whether it's a block party on the street or post-game party, or whether it's our community service days where we're cleaning up our town, or whether it's people setting up for our in-purpose, our in-person venue on Sunday morning at 1045, or our media team, or people who volunteer and clean our campus. When you watch them serve the Lord with joy, it's a beautiful thing to behold. When, when you do the laundry with joy, sorry, it's a beautiful thing to behold. When you make dinner for your family, it's a beautiful thing to behold. When you serve your neighbor from your heart and you reach out to an elderly person who may be not able to do things that they used to be able to do, there's something about the joy as we serve the Lord together. And that way we tell the devil, excuse me, you can't steal our joy because we're serving the Lord and we're doing it in gladness and with a glad heart. I want to end by reading one more verse. It's Proverbs 26 and verse 20. I love this. It's kind of an obscure passage. But it says, for a lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisper, contention quiets down. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisperer, one, one version says, where there is no gossiper. Another version says, where there is no complainer or whiner or grumbler, contention quiets down. So as these things begin to diminish from your life, negativity, discontentment, discouragement, depression, a feeling of weakness, and as joy begins to rise in your soul, the fires of negativity will go out, but the joy of the Lord will become your strength.
The greatest joy you'll ever receive is the joy of salvation. And I want to encourage you like I do every week. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, would you simply believe in Him today? Would you simply pray this prayer? It's a very short prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe you died for me on a cross. Forgive my sins. You rose again from the dead. I give you my life. Save my soul. It's not real complicated at all because Jesus made salvation easy for us. He did all the hard work. He took on the sacrifice. He took on your sin so that you could be forgiven for all eternity. So I encourage you today to believe in him. And there may be some of you today that just say, wow, I'm complaining about this message. The last thing I thought I would hear about is my need to be joyful. Well, if it's a conviction from God, we want to stand with you and pray for you because God wants you to be strong, the joy of the Lord to be your strength. I would encourage you, if you'd like, to text us. It's a simple thing. Just grab your phone and text Decide Jesus, all one word, to 94090. And let us know that you're coming to Christ. You'll, you'll get a response. And then let us know. Say, I'm giving my life to Christ. Or I need someone to pray with me and stand with me because I've fallen in the slippery slope of negativity. My joy has been depleted. And oh, how I want it to come back. God wants to fill you with his joy. Let's go for it. Hey, I'm going to choose to not be negative and to let my complaining and whining diminish. Would you do the same thing? Let's make a deal. A deal. You stop your whining, I'll stop mine. You stop complaining, I'll stop mine. And together, let's be strong as the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hey, may God richly bless you. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I pray that you'll be encouraged continually as God fills you with joy. And Tuesday night, 6 p.m., We'll be back on live stream and also on Facebook Live with the next installment of the Book of Psalms. Come and study with us. God bless you, and may you be filled with his joy. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.